Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon. And this is an unread intro to Habs 19. Folks, it's been a while. If you must know, um, I'm only thinking about meatballs and red gravy right now. Um, And here we are about an hour and 20 minutes later after starting this this session. Mason's about seven MLB games in. And we're finally ready to talk. Talk about what you ask. We don't know. Welcome to Habs Nightly. Welcome to the summer of Habs Nightly. Mason, how are you? I'm fucking great, man. I've been sitting here grinding MLB the show. Yeah, just been waiting on you this whole time. My wife is Corey. Corey asked, like, my wife is pissed. She's like, oh my god, y'all have done us a not a shot. We haven't even this hit is record. Bullshit because we haven't even hit record. We have sat here talking for an hour and a half. Which is fine. You know, I told her I was like, look, I'm actually I've been having a bad, a bad two weeks. We don't have to get into it, but uh our conversation, I've had no stress. I've thought nothing about work or finances or anything. So there, there is a limelight in the hour and 20 minutes of uh, just talking to Mason before we started. Um, and that's why I enjoy Mason's company. So it you doesn't spend, make me think about work. So you spend how long shitting on me? Oh, before this? No, no, th- no, no. Corey, why don't you learn the metric system? Why doesn't your <laughs> stupid ass? country learn a metric system you know if we pull up a map everyone's blue except for stupid ass america and red you should learn what's patois what's patois hey man oh fuck what's up dude what you been up to it's been four weeks i think since we've recorded it has not been four weeks since it's been three is that better I don't think it's been. Has it really how long? Been how long has it been since the draft? I'm not, I'm not a clue. Like at least two weeks, going on three. It has been a while. I'll give you that. It's been a while. You know that song? Yeah. It's stained. been a while. Stained. Um, I've been good. Kind of busy. I mean, as usual, it never seems to end. Life seems to constantly. Just keep getting busy, staying busy. Um, yeah. Then at work, I actually have a, uh, <laughs> I have an interview for another job. Ooh, Wendy's is trying to uh, pick you up. When no, I got an interview at um, a long-term care home in Peterborough, where I go. Hell to yeah, school. dude! 
because unfortunately I think I might need to uh, do some work in in the uh, yeah because you you're fucking you're fucking people's medications up. I'm oh my god I don't give medication. Drinking beer on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's been I don't know. It's been good. Like life's been good. Obviously, haven't been able to be recording as much lately. But oh, that's all, gonna change. The Habs, the Habs <laughs> haven't done <laughs> the most. If we're being perfectly honest, the has the has been happening. They've been having for sure. Um, they have not been having any trades really or contract extensions. Um, still waiting on new hook, but have we even recorded since the draft? I don't know. No, we were so fucking angry. Um anyone caught if anyone caught the live stream of uh the THPN draft. Uh, you got to see my ugly ass fucking head. Uh, just just stop taking questions uh, from the disbelief that that was our pick. But you know what? I'm happy we didn't do a day of content or the next day because it would have just been bashing a kid that had no no reason to be um, the brunt of everyone's backlash. Um, and you know what? I'm quite okay with it now. Could we have done better? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I'm okay. I'm okay. No, I disagree. I'm okay. I'll play uh devil's advocate. You know, did I want something better? Zach Benson? Absolutely. No, I'm still fucking pissed. Did I think we could take uh Palinka McDinka? Absolutely. Uh Okay, I, I wanna hmm. did we want the kid who kicks his teammates, Matt Vay Mitchkoff? Not anymore. Maybe oh, Mason does. Gosh. We I don't want to I don't want a kicker. When we sat down and had our pre-draft talk, <laughs> yeah, I was all, I we gotta go, Matt Vay. No, 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 no. Well, you and I both fucking agreed. Oh yeah, if if, if it went Only David Reinbacher, we would fucking outcome. scream. Yeah, we're in the bad timeline, but you know what? We're on a timeline, baby. It's all good. You Osher over here in the both south agreed that the only bad outcome we could possibly have is if we fucking drafted David Reinbacher. And no. I will prefix this by saying David Reinbacher, which we said at the time too will be a good hockey player. He will be a good NHL player. Yeah, he should have been like a, a mid a mid first draft, uh, mid first round draft pick instead of fifth. I'm in total agreement with you. I'm not super stoked about the choices we made, but I'm not we could have did worse. We could have done what Arizona did, uh which was pick someone that was just I think completely off the board. I'm not sure. Um, but you know what? It's so fucking hot down here, Mason. My brain's fried. The kid's got a great smile. Listen, I'm I all just for don't it. Fucking Whatever. Care. He, Whatever. Uh, I'm sorry. I I feel bad that he got some hate, but it, I'm also gonna point out that I think that was so overblown. Yeah, I think that was some like. The this kid better be like fucking ran with it. Yeah. You cannot tell me. The media was like, had... God damn media boner. Let's fucking run with it. Yeah. There was not that much <laughs> hate because I didn't see any hate directed towards David Reibacher. Really? All I saw was people shitting on Habs management. There was none of like this. Oh, let's D. I think the DM stuff, like I'm sure a couple morons sent some stuff. But I honestly, say- you know, just just over the years of, I'm not going to say covering because we're just all over the fucking place. But in the past four years of just kind of isolating Habs content, um, 
the fucking Habs media is just fucking insane. The people DMing him are definitely the news people to turn around and make a hit piece out of it. Are you going to David Reinbacher hoping like, fucking I'm parents sure, die? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure some people DM'd him, but they're saying thousands of people, thousands of people yeah. did not find the time of their fucking day to go DM David Reinbacher yeah. and tell him he was a shit player. Like, that's such a fucking lie. You're a shit player, bud. Like, there's no way thousands of people. I, yeah, just I don't, don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. And let's not let's not linger unless you feel like you got to linger. No, I feel guy. like it's it's it needs to be said that it's like a, okay. Here's my issue. Here's the tissue. The <laughs> fucking media. It's the same. They are the same people that will turn around and go, "Ooh, why don't hometown guys want to play in Montreal?" Oh. This is such a bad, it's the organization, it's this or that. It's the fans. They'll blame the fans. The reason it's the, media. Fucking, it's the fucking media because you create these shit storms. And now we're not talking about fucking David Ryanbacker and oh, how they're talking about how much hate he got. How does that make a guy feel welcome for starters? Because the fans, for the most part, I really do believe have embraced Ryanbacker. Yeah, everybody, not, everybody was kind of. It's kind of like, honestly, it reminded me a lot of uh, of what's his name, uh, third third overall, caught uh, Ken Yemi. People were just like, "What?" It's Fucking the same. It's, it's the same. And thing. everybody was like, "Hey, whatever." Guess what? He was the baby. He was the what, baby eagle. People love that fucking kid. It was the media that that was like, "Ah, oh, this kid ain't fucking good enough." He ain't going to learn the language. And I don't think he, like, KK was also a bad pick. The fans are still going to support Reinbacker, obviously. We're Montreal Canadiens fans. They're not idiots. But I will not take this idea that thousands of people were sending him hate mail. But moving past that, look. I think I'm there's a lot of people that, that live in Montreal that are so fucking so big on gatekeeping that they just don't realize how fucking how luxurious it is to like be able to see, you know, all of our favorite fucking team, regardless of if they're good or not, on a daily basis. And it's it's just sad. It's just sad. Because cause those are the fucks that are doing it. You know, like, it's those weird, I don't, I, I truly, obsessive, I, it's I the media, wanna... and then there's shitty-ass gatekeeping Montreal home-based fans. I don't, like, I just, I don't want to focus on that part anymore. I just want to focus on the pick. And I know, Corey, that you've said you're over it. Me and my dad have had some conversations. He said <laughs> he's kind of over it. Not Mason. I am. I am not. And I, I honestly, I won't be over it for a very long time because in my honest opinion, this pick is disastrous. I think this could have significantly destroyed our, our chances of a rebuild here because we had an opportunity to select not one, but two I truly believe too, like franchise altering offensive talents in Matvey Mishkov and Zach Benson, both of whom I would have been ecstatic with at fifth overall. I think Zach Benson has incredible playmaking ability. If you look and watch even just his Buffalo training camp mm-hmm. uh, footage, Buffalo is going to be sick. Oh, dude, Jesus. Yeah. And people can make the argument, oh, that's just training camp. Buffalo arguably has the best prospect pool in pro hockey right now. He's not doing it against bums. He's doing it against very, very, very good players of his age. And then Matvey Mishkov, look, Corey, 
you can say what you want. Stuff's apparent. I haven't heard any of this. Corey says there's stuff coming out about his attitude. I personally don't put any value in that because I think that this is just people trying to save face at this point. But even if that's true, I really don't fucking care because of how good Mishkov is. And I think that what the Habs have done here, and oh, yeah. regardless of if what you think about Mishkov or not, just purely when you look at this pick and you look at the way that Hughes and Bobrov had to have defended it, I think it's ridiculous that we've had to defend it in the first place. If you make that pick, you shouldn't have to defend it. But they are defending it. And look, the way they're defending it is saying, oh, like Kent Hughes came out with a quote and was like, oh, if he was a lefty, maybe would have been less high on him. Which tells me they are drafting based on a position they believe they need. They, Which tells me two things, actually. One is that they think their weakest point is on defense and not scoring, which very much concerns me because if you're this fucking team thinks that they can succeed and get high octane elite offense from only Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, and Kirby Doc, this team is never, 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 never winning a fucking Stanley Cup with them because you, we do not have on this team as of this moment an elite point-producing player. We do not possess one, and we do not possess one in our prospect pool. The second thing it tells me is that they are fucking drafting based on a positional need that I believe they've misidentified. So I know people are getting up, you know, people are going, oh, it's why are you freaking out so much? It's not the end of the world, blah, 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 blah. I think even if, let's to play devil's advocate, even if they haven't monstrously missed out on Mishkov and Benson and David Reinbacker becomes some fucking Norris winning God, it still tells me that for future picks and future trades, they don't know what their weaknesses are. And that is why this fucking pick concerns me. That's not even getting to the point of rate, the part that enrages me, just the part that concerns me as an analyst and as a podcaster. It frightens me that this team has not identified its weaknesses that in which that I am very strongly believe that we have. So do you feel like this is the first true blunder of the Kent no, Hughes? No, I, I believe the first true blunder of the Kent Hughes-Jeff Gordon administration was drafting Yaroslav Kovsky. Okay. <clears throat> Truly, um, I'll take it a step further. Um, I'm starting to think the very first blunder was hiring Nick Bobrov. Yeah. And I think if you could go even further, and their, maybe their biggest flaw was not firing the entire scouting department when they took over. But if you're talking about I don't think this is the first move. And I I am not at the point, like, I haven't given up on Kent Hughes and Gordon. Don't get me wrong. I know people are there already, and I'm like, that's ridiculous. I haven't given up on them. I'm not going to give up on them yet. But I'd be lying to you if this doesn't concern me. And to the point where I, I made the point of, oh, like, something that enrages me. What really enrages me about the pick is that, Corey, in my lifetime, and we talked about this, I have never seen a player score a point per game for the Montreal Canadiens. It ha- last time it happened was 2006 for Kovalev. Mm-hmm. I was four years old. Okay, like I this- wasn't even watching hockey anymore. Uh, we we didn't really have tele. Well, we had television, but we didn't. That's like Hurricane Katrina. You know, more or less. So it's like we didn't have fuck all. I was just skating a dystopian wasteland at that point. In 2006, Crosby was in his sophomore, like, sorry, ending his rookie year. Mm -hmm. 
Like, consider that. That's just crazy. Yeah. And just... Well, if if anything, <clears throat> he either becomes a Norris candidate, like you're saying. I'm not saying... He, I, I He's not going to win a Norris. A candidate. I'm not... I don't think he's going to be a candidate, Corey. I think he can be. And so I haven't seen fuck can- all about him. Um, anyway, so it's either that or because it's so, they're so tough to find. Apparently he would be good moving asset with him being a right-handed D. Did you, are you saying that they might be able to trade him in the future? Yes. Okay. (laughs) That is like, such a is that not the most grim, like terrible outlook? Yeah, ever? it's like, oh man, let's it's call, uh, it's not Caulfield, it, it's cock and Nami all over again. It's like, okay, um, opportunity to grab, you know, we didn't uh, trade cock and Yemi. I'm just saying it's something that we had a top pick, it didn't pan out, and you either walk or you move them. Hopefully, okay, we don't let them walk this time. Here's what I was getting to earlier. I've never seen a Hab score a point per game. We have the we're the we're the most storied franchise in fucking hockey, Corey. Yeah, and they're and nerfing us. My God, <laughs> they're nerfing us. We, we have we're it has our team is the longest without a point of game player. You know what? And it's our fault. It's our fault. And, it's time to change the culture. <clears throat> here's where I'm getting. Here's what gets me really pissed. Okay. Never in my life as a Habs fan have I seen, like, as a Habs fan at 21 years of age, I have seen the Habs draft in the top three um, four times. Mm -hmm. Okay. The first was Alex Galchenyuk. Yep. Who I would argue we can argue is a bust, had some good seasons. At least that one also couldn't figure out if we wanted him as a center or a winger. Yep. But you know what? <laughs> At least that is in one of the most one of the historically worst draft yeah, years. Low. Yeah. Whatever. Then it was caught Kenyemi. Then it was Slavkovsky, and now it's Reinbacker. Do you know what I want as a fan? Yeah, I want, want success want to know to not have to justify my team's pick. And yeah, I know I hear it that. Crazy. Well, um, look, we talked about it the last episode. We, at the end of the day, we don't, we don't want the, the risky pick. We just want the safe. No, guaranteed. I don't want the safe pick. This wasn't it. This was the risk taker. We no, want to save that's what fucking... I'm saying. It wasn't the risk, though, because they've picked a player. They've picked a player with low upside that is going to play in the NHL. And for once, I would love if they would just take the exciting player because they never do it. Cause Corey, even if you go back to 2005 before Galchenyuk, when they last drafted in the top five, Carrie price, great pick by the way, but you know how much justification that pick needed? Hang on. Who? Not I'm a sorry. Consensus who, pick. Who, who was it? I'm sorry. It was Bob Gainey. And I'm not arguing against okay. that pick. I'm just saying the Habs for, there's a reason, and then I'm defending the fan base because we get a lot of shit for being crazy and getting upset. <laughs> well, they, they're really good serious. at fucking making us upset. I'm. I, this is going to sound ridiculous. We are getting to like Sabers level of like we deserve to be bitch. Like yeah. we deserve to be angry. What has this fan base gotten? Other than that 
once in a like absolutely mental Stanley Cup run, we have mm-hmm. got nothing. True. We wasted the career of one of the greatest NHL players of all time. Yeah. Because I had this thought today, Corey, and I love it. It hit me. It was like profound. Carey Price legitimately, okay? Yeah. This is how you know you've wasted someone's career. If I sat down right now, Corey, and I said, who is the best NHL player to never win a Stanley Cup? I'm not saying Carey Price is going to win that discussion. But he's in that discussion. True. Right? True. And if anything, we we can we can at least say he will now make the Hall of Fame considering Henrik Lundqvist did first ballot, which was He'll a conversation we had but, a while back that we, we didn't think he was going to make it simply because of that. No, but what I'm saying is like this team <clears> – <throat> I preach patient patience. I know patience is important. Patience, baby. We ain't got none down. And I think that the media in particular gets things twisted when they say, oh, Habs fans aren't ready for a rebuild. Look, they're getting so upset. We're not getting upset because we're not winning hockey games. Well, I mean, we're not getting upset because we're preparing for a rebuild. We're already in the rebuild. We're just... To us, it feels like we're taking a step back further. But that's what I'm saying. We're not getting upset because the team's not winning. Mm-hmm. People were getting upset last year because the team was winning too much. Like, it's not about Habs fans can't deal with the rebuild. Right. It's about Habs fans are sick and fucking tired of this idea that you build your team based off of mediocre players. Because you know what the Habs... Yeah, have we got heart. Had? We got the heart. You know what the Habs have always had in my lifetime, Corey? Fucking They've average. always had depth. <laughs> Legitimately. like, have, Can you remember a Habs team when we weren't tanking that wasn't didn't have depth, didn't have a good third line? Right. We've always yeah, we've, we've always had like a really good consistent team, but nothing to punch through the barrier. No, we haven't. We need a superstar. And here's my problem. I don't know if we're ever going to get another shot at one. Mm-hmm. Because you're talking about <clears throat> uh, Kent Hughes. I love that you brought up this quote, actually. Kent Hughes talking about right hand deer really hard to come by. You got to trade for those guys or draft them, right? Mm -hmm. I won't disagree with that. Most of the time, they're hard to get. You can sign a few in free agency, though. And you know what? Teams are willing to trade them occasionally. You know what you can't get? Point of game players. Yeah. When do they come on the market? Rarely. Especially... um... Within like the uh, the price we want, you know, they're very rare. We're gonna spend fucking nine, ten million, and you and look offset at, everything. You look at what teams like L.A. paid for Pierre Luc Dubois, who's a center, mm-hmm. who isn't a point per game player yet. He, I would not say he's a superstar. Like when you consider what it takes to get a Nathan McKinnon who is still on the team that drafted him, a Steven Stamkos, still on the team that drafted him. Uh, If you go through all the Stanley Cup winners recently, um, a Vladimir Tarasenko on St. Louis, they drafted him. Uh, Crosby, they drafted him. Ovechkin, they drafted him. Malkin, they drafted him. They drafted those players. Right. And trade for them. Yeah, the so only fire, one I fire can, the fire the scouts. And the only one that's led a team that and won a cup is this past year in Eichel. 
And that was a exceedingly rare situation. Yeah. How many, how many top Jesus look at Vegas. So how many, how many fucking crazy moves that they make to finally but obtain you're, one you're talking about Buffalo screwing themselves out of that player. Yeah. Right. My here's my point being, I need to wrap this up. I know <laughs> the Habs don't have that player in their wrap it up G and you're not going to trade for that player. No. If we wanted to trade for that player, we would have took Dubois. But Dubois is not even my, just what I'm saying. Dubois is not that player. No. <laughs> like, and unfortunately, whoever, just because of the Habs, whoever we deem is that player that we do trade for is not going to cut it. Not going to cut the motherfucking mustard over here. And we'll just be living in a, a land of overpayment for mediocre, you know, product. Yeah, I'm a big fella. Oh, I'm just, I'm tired. Optimistic, but I, I, I'm not upset with, uh, with what you're saying. Because, like, you cannot just. I'm just. I, I won't justify moves I don't agree with. So as much as like, it might. I don't know. Like be nice to sit here and talk about the potential of David Reinbacher. I just don't want to do that because honestly, I'm, I refuse to justify a move. I don't agree with. I think the move could have major implications for the rebuild. And I think that when Matthew Mishkov and Zach Benson are lighting it up. Yeah. Zach, Zach Benson is going to bite the fuck out of us. Heard. Zach Benson's in our division too. Heard. He's gonna. And when dude, and seriously, Corey, scary. I know. We'll talk about. I don't know. You want to talk about attitude issues with Matt Mishkov? Go ahead. You know what Matt Mishkov's gonna do though? Well, just just because just because I'm I'm a just look. I was all aboard the Matt You know, in the live stream, I said, look. Everybody fucking walked on him so we could take him. Whatever. We didn't fucking take him. At the end of the day, regardless of Matt Vey um, having bad issues or not, who cares? We still overlooked Zach Benson. And uh, if if you're one of the other, you know, Montreal Canadian people that liked him, Ryan Leonard, who I didn't have an issue with, but we walked past three people to take um a positional guy you know that yes everyone is in agreement that Reinbacher is going to be a good NHL player but he ain't going to fucking he ain't going to be scorned for us he ain't going to be fucking you know right there making the best of it alongside Cole Caulfield and shit you know making them even better players than they are He's just going to be a really solid fucking right-hand defenseman that this group will try to trade bait or move on with to to secure a better draft position. And that's that sucks. It fucking sucks. Well, and you look at... And here's what's really frustrating about winning those extra games. You look at the teams, the other teams in the top five, Mm-hmm. Um, Bedard, Carlson, Carlson going second shocked me. Um, Fantilli with Columbus, Will Smith and San Jose, all those teams. They're sitting there and they're they've got their guy. You know what yeah. I mean? The Habs don't have their guy. It feels like the Habs. Like all of those. It feels guys like we didn't do the research. Like we we just looked for the what is going to be that that wild acquisition that that could blow everyone's fucking minds instead of like okay here's here's seven available superstars potentially. Just grab one. We were just like oh man this stouted 
you know, futuristic, unreal draft class, all forwards. We're going to go D. We're going to go D. And what sucks more than anything, Mason, and you might finally agree with me on something, is uh, if we just won more games, Arizona would have took him fifth. And then we wouldn't have had this issue. Yeah. We wouldn't have had this fucking issue. Instead, we're all, yeah, team fucking tank. Team that tank. is a way of looking at it. Um, but what I think is really upsetting to me, I guess, is that Philadelphia just drafted the face of their franchise at seventh overall. Yeah. Um, I think it's very possible that Zach Benson becomes the face of the Buffalo Sabres. They got him at 13. Oh, my God. Imagine him with, like, a, a matured um, Tage Thompson. Or Shit. a Matthew Savoie. Savoie? Or with Owen Power and Darlene at the – like, that is an absurd – Absurd. Clip. Can't even get it. Can't you know what? At least, at least we know but, we uh, where we're gonna sit at, in this division. But even more. Here's the thing. Even um, San Jose with Smith at fourth overall. That's their. That's the face of their franchise now. Columbus now has Adam Fantilli. That is the. Oh face my god! Of their they're gonna be sick too. Give them some time. Um. Needless to say, I know Zegris and um, what's his name? Uh, fuck, uh, Mason McTavish and Anaheim are there, mm-hmm. but Leo Carlson is now the face of that franchise. Really, you think he's going to be the face over? Oh, Trevor Zagris. Zegris is a great player. Leo Carlson is the player. Is, what is you're saying. a like that's a thousand point player. I know that like that's crazy. That's just a absurd thing to say about a guy, but when you watch Leo Carlson play and you hear guys talk, it just he just sounds like a guy that like a Ryan Getzlaff. Like he's gonna come into the league, he's gonna be one of the best players. He might he'll probably Leo Carlson will never be the best player in the NHL. But he's gonna go in, he's gonna play heavy game, he's gonna play hard. He's gonna assist That's a big a fucking players. Too. Gonna be solid defensively. Like, really, they got another Ryan Getzlaff. He's gonna he's just a lock to got be a thousand points, a thousand games in the NHL. Like I just think he, if injury is not provided, he will just he'll be a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't track. even gotten on Detroit, motherfucker. Pardon me, Detroit. With what? Debrinket. I don't know, just to bring it, every fucking move they're making is just didn't ass. Yeah, so I guess my point being, I think the Habs have really hamstrung themselves here. Okay, uh, I know where you sit with us, but, you know, uh, people are saying that uh, as fans – we're not seeing that we're closer to being out of the rebuild. And that's why we went with David Rydbacher. What you got to say about that's that? That's still, that's such a stupid. <laughs> that is such a brain dead argument. That's like saying, Oh, like we won the Stanley cup last year. Let's not add Connor McDavid. Like that's such a fucking brain dead argument. <laughs> Like you even need, you even need to fucking watch hockey to know that's a stupid argument. But I don't even like what I would say to I can't yeah I can't I'm not even gonna rebuttal that like I don't even know what I would I wouldn't even argue with someone that would make that claim. And honestly, I don't see how the Habs are any better. That that's I think that's the one saving grace maybe is that. I don't see how the Habs are better next year than they were this year. Heard that. Um, I think they're still going to suck. I mean, granted, they will have... Um, they will have the play of 
Nick Suzuki, Caulfield, and Kirby Doc, and like they've got a, a lot of young players, and hopefully you see some growth. I guess mm-hmm. um, come with that, but I don't think that we're gonna see major improvement from any of like our veteran players. Like we haven't really added anyone aside of from New Hook. And I don't think he really turns the needle all that much. No, I, I like him. Um, I think he's going to – I don't think he's going to surpass quite like Kirby Doc did in, in our, you know, preseason conversations. But I think he's going to be a good player. But there's no one on this team that's really going to make the big jump we got a bunch of guys that are on the back end of their careers, a bunch of depth guys, and a bunch of guys that are just going to flow. Cole Caulfield is our best opportunity and Nick Suzuki. Um, but uh, I'm afraid of the health bug. I'm not afraid. I don't want this team to win games, though. That That is the thing. Right? Well, we're not going to, at least not in our fucking division. But Sam Montembeau is I think definitely an option, a scare in that he might, you know what I mean? He might, he might take, take it for a run again, feel some games again, and we'll be stuck in the same situation we are once again. Well, yeah, there's a high chance. Um, that's about, I don't, okay. So how do you feel about that? Um, the Habs, what drafted three, four, uh, goalies in the draft. Um, I don't. They're care. looking for a future piece. You know, uh, I, I like. There's is, one is that some is that one rainbow to look at? There's one goalie there, Jacob. Uh huh. What the fuck his name is? Fallen or something? Mm-hmm. I think he could be a player. He looks good. I I don't fucking care. <laughs> this draft was such a disappointment to me. Um, I'm not, uh, I don't really see a silver worst draft, worst draft, uh, collection in the past couple of years. I wouldn't say that David Reinbacker is going to be a great player. I, I like, here's, yeah, what, but I mean, uh, of our, okay, our, here's our what I will say here. before I continue with what I'm going to get to, I'll just to kind of save face for myself. <laughs> I think David Reinbacker could be better than Caden Gooley, and we know how high Caden oh, Gooley. Yeah. All right. That's why I think, like, don't misunderstand my outrage. My outrage is not based on the quality of player. It, sorry, it's not based on the fact that I think Ryan Backer sucks, okay? Mm-hmm. My outrage is based on the fact that we don't, I don't think he moves the needle because we have Caden Gooley. We have Lane Hunt. We have all these guys. If the Habs had zero, as much as I hate drafting for positional need, okay, I think it makes it so much worse because I truly believe the Habs decor is a position of strength for them. Um, well, we've never, we've never sat back in our four years of doing this uh, and said that we didn't have, you know, we didn't have a warehouse full of D-men. Yeah, what what truly irks me is that I don't see how do I put it? I don't we're going to have the best the best the offense uh, come spirit Halloween warehouse of defensemen you've ever seen. I just don't see where the offense comes from on this team. It, it doesn't. What we're going to do is we're going to do what we always do. Our power play is going to shuffle, shuffle the puck around. If it if it gets to two, maybe, maybe three players uh, before it's dumped around the boards, we can see progress on that. But it, we're just going to see a lot of cycling, a lot of, uh, you know, forced re-entry. And then that's that's going to be the end of us. We'll never see a stout power play again, not for a while. Fuck, I don't think I've really experienced one. Jesus Christ! 
Yeah. That's where we're at, Mason. <laughs> we're alone yeah, for the ride. We're 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 gonna be sitting there talking to like the two people alive that are like, yeah, I remember the '93 uh, team that that wasn't, you know, expected to to go that far and went that far. Went that far on the back of goaltending. That's what I mean. This mm-hmm. this is. It's been like this for a long time. We tried to run that again. Some of that didn't work. Yeah, I just. It's, well, look, brother. It's not, we, it's not all gloom and doom for me. We're taking we're taking a walk in a circle. Okay. It's not all gloom and doom for me with this franchise. Okay, but I refuse. I will not justify the Ryan Backer pick because I don't see the justification in it. Truthfully, yeah, I think um, it's a bad pick. I don't think he's a bad player. Yes, exactly. Um, look, positives. He's a player. Side of the draft. <laughs> I think New Hook looks good. Yeah, I think so too. I, I like. I, I think good. he kind of reminds me, and you know, don't fucking kill me. He reminds me of Nick Suzuki. Calm down. In a sense, that the team that he was with had too much depth to even need him. So he has a chance at rebirth with another team. You're going to hate me because I feel like I've disagreed with you on everything here. Always, always. Alex Newhook had a perfect opportunity in Colorado to seize the number two center spot. You think so? Yeah, with the departure of Nazem. Kadri, it was wide okay. open for him. Okay. Um, as you know, I just don't I, think they they cared. Like, I'm not gonna say they didn't care about him. I don't think that they. He wasn't even on their fucking radar, dude. I'm gonna disagree. Um, purely because, like, Corey, as you know, like, my best friend, uh, Ryland, is a huge Ryland um, Colorado Avalanche fan. Um, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of Avs games because often they are um, more fun to watch. No, but it'll be like the Habs <laughs> start at seven. Yeah, yeah. And at nine thirty or ten, mm-hmm. and then the Avs start at ten. So we just watch them back to back. That's got to be sick. Heard that. Um, so I've watched a lot mm-hmm. of Avs games the last few years. I've watched a lot of Avs games last year. Alex Newhook did not lack opportunity on the power play, maybe. Um, but five on five, I don't think he lacked opportunity at all. Um, I also don't think he totally disappointed. He just didn't really seize the opportunity as well as he could have. Um, and Joe Sackick likes to make deals, you know, like he, he makes deals, he moves on. Um, they just picked up Ryan Johansson. Right, they didn't need him anymore. Um, so this isn't a burnt out, busted player by any means. He just he had one season. You know, maybe he would have seized it next season, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't last year. So I think to make the argument that he didn't have any opportunity, I think that's a little bit uh, misleading. I think okay, he well- didn't have the opportunity. I think you're spinning around with what what I'm saying. I'm saying what I was trying to say is that they had so much talent that he never had the opportunity. Like if he had an off night, which granted everybody in the NHL, that's not fucking, you know, really dug into their position. They're not going anywhere. They're going to have a bad night. There's so much around on that fucking team that his best night looked like an average night. And I just, I don't think. I'm it, sorry, I, it, I guess it's the it's the the shitty part of getting drafted by such a good, well-rounded depth team that if you're not fucking lights out, you're not going to even be a glimpse on their radar. The other part I'll get to that there though, like, is saying that the Avs were also historically injured last season, mm-hmm. and so they, they never were, went to. Like, they were pl- no, they they did. He just he didn't. 
he didn't have a bad year. Let me pull up his stats. Like he had an okay year. Um, quickly, let me pull this up. Um, he he had a thirty point season. Okay. Yeah. Not a terrible year for his second year in the league. Whatever, mm-hmm. right? He's only 22 years old. I just, it wasn't what they wanted. He had a 33-point season the year before. They were expecting more. You know what I mean? He didn't miss a single game on a team that, you know, they they were missing McKinnon, Landis Cog, Rantanen all at separate times in the season. Right. Um, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, that's that's all I'm trying to say. I'm not shitting on Alex Newhook. I actually personally really like the pickup. I think that the Habs, as much as I wince at the price a little bit, I'll also point out that you and I were talking about um, there's a list that JFresh came out with the top, the redraft of 2015, right? You look at 30 and or 31 and 37 there. I bet you there are guys that you don't really think are a factor and that's what the Habs gave up they gave up 31 and 37 granted deep draft but often they don't turn into guys okay so it's not the end of the world we gave up those picks for a player that we know is an NHL player and he's got some runway to you know grow over the next couple seasons I like the move but I do think like if Newhook comes out this season and you know, doesn't make some leaps, you know, some, what do you want to say? Some solid progression. If he doesn't hit 40 points or something, mm-hmm. I think that the Habs still need, then that, that tells me not that he's a bad player, but it tells me that they haven't solved the problem they're trying to solve in acquiring him. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, no, no. I get where you're coming from. And I do think just like I have no problem with them taking a shot on New Hook. He's the type of player I think you should take a shot on. But at some point here, the Habs need to stop trying to take shots on guys that need a second chance or whatever. And they need to just go out and, you know what I mean? Acquire mm-hmm. some big boys and start making solid moves. Because as much as I do like Kent Hughes and Gordon, I've agreed with most of the moves they've made. They've just made some big ones I disagree with. My one final criticism I'll kind of add here is that in my in their time, granted it's been short, they haven't acquired guys that push the needle really for me. And if Kirby Doc, outside of Kirby Doc, but that's another guy that you that needs to hit. They they haven't made I guess what you could say is I don't think they have a signature move yet. If that makes sense of their rebuild. I get what you're saying. No, 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 no. That makes sense. Yeah. Like we, we've, we understand we're in the rebuild. We haven't made it like, this is the guy. This is the guy that we're going to rebuild around. This is one of the core pieces. What we're doing is just grabbing pieces. We're grabbing depth. We're like always, we're just looking at depth instead of this is the fucking dude. This is the, you know, this is Jack Eichel and we're going to build a team around him. or that's a, exactly what I'm trying to say. Like they haven't, I can't identify a move. I can identify moves that have r- great risk for the franchise. Mm-hmm. I can't, but identify we haven't found the, that are solidified okay now everyone can focus on watching this kid develop because this is we've cashed our chips in on building around him or or another way of putting it there hasn't been a move that they've made that i've then thought we don't need to worry about that position anymore oh oh they've done this we don't need to worry about d oh they've done this we don't need to worry about our right wing our left wing our center Mm -hmm. they're there's open slots everywhere. Yeah. I guess that's how I would phrase that. Sort of a confusing way of putting it, I know, but 
I feel like people understand kind of what I'm trying to say there. We don't, I think that we don't have outside of Caulfield on our right wing who Hughes didn't draft. I don't think we have a guy penciled into a spot permanently. That's fair. Because as much as I know that I know that, that I know this organization believes that Nick Suzuki is a number one center. I do think Nick Suzuki is a number one center, but he's not a superstar and he shouldn't be the, the guy that <clears throat> he can be the face of our franchise, but he shouldn't be the, the offensive piece for us, mm-hmm. which he is. And I think he will excel at, and I, I think Nick Suzuki has the potential to score a point per game, but it's not that rare. It's not as rare as it used to be. We need a guy that's going to score 90. You know what I mean? Like, and I just, I'm waiting for that piece still. I know that it's a big ask, but teams that win have those guys. Right. No, that's fair, dude. And uh, I guess that's why I kind of brought it up earlier. Like, if you felt like this was our first big blunder, which you said was Slavkovsky, which I understand. Um, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um no, we we honestly need to just find that fucking that main pillar, you know. We've no, we're built we're building, but we're not building around anything, you know. It's yeah, it's we've we've got no center building center around piece. the wrong the wrong pieces. Yeah, but if that is the case, I don't know how you. <laughs> you solve that. Uh, well, we just we watch another season and we, you know, we see where we draft, we see what we pick up, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they can make things work. Yeah, maybe. Um, do you want to kind of? I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I that's sorry, that's me not having faith. <laughs> Um, do you want to kind of pivot here and pivot talk about, um, the, uh, fuck was there? The Caulfield extension. We never really, um, (laughs) it's like two months old. I I know, but just, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We can do a quick one on it. Um, I love it. I think it's, it's awesome. And I think it furthers why I thought Dubois wasn't worth it. We were going to lose a pick and we were going to grab a guy that was well above what we're setting the standard as for the future of this team. I just like, honestly was shocked at how low the number was. Yeah, me too. Um, But I mean, fuck dude, you know, I think that's what makes this, you know, the news tougher about the draft is that we're watching all these guys take really good quote unquote home discounts and buy these guys, two guys, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Um, And I just expected something big after locking Cole Caulfield to such a good fucking team friendly deal. And it's just like, fuck, dude. This guy's going to fucking one out before we even get anywhere. Or he's going to be out of his prime before we fucking get something around him. Thoughts? Yeah, I I think there's definitely some substance to that. Um, Seven, eight, five. I can't believe he didn't make a flat eight, if that. I thought that's. I thought he was gonna get eight. I really did. Um, and I would have been okay with you know that. What? I wouldn't have been like, "Oh, that's an overpayment." No, I would have been like, "You know what?" Fuck I love yeah. that he took less. I love it, and for the Habs to now, I I find it weird they have this like internal. No one's gonna make more than Suzuki rule. Um, the pessimist in me is like terrified that this is going to hold them back from signing free agents. Cause they're going to be like, 
you know, you must make less than Nick. Yeah, Suzuki. I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, I Mason, don't think they, that I don't think that'll happen though. Is well. yeah, I think I think one or two guys, hopefully, it's just one that will squeak in over Nick Nick Suzuki's. You know, what we're gonna call you know the cap. Um, but why the fuck do we want to bring in guys? that are going to cost more than our captain and our fucking only true, you know, offensive mastermind. Why bring in more guys that are going to cost more than them to only fuck us out of top five picks? And I know that's terrible. That's terrible to think that way, but this Mm -hmm. team ain't going anywhere. So why the fuck are we, why are we going to try to boost the team? I don't want to spend Nine million dollars on Matt Duchesne next year. Oh, the right. Dutch. No, nah, he's gonna stay in Dallas, dude. Obviously, I'm, honestly, Dallas. I am so fucking happy. We got a great team, so close to me. Um, the only thing I wish is that they would have kept Max Domi. Um, Dallas is looking like they're gonna be fucking sick this year. Yeah, I. I'm glad. Like, I don't. I don't want to spend that money on a guy like him, right? Sure. No, absolutely. But if a guy, another guy like Debrinkit comes on the market, yeah. or Pierre Luc Dubois, for instance, I wonder if the Habs weren't willing to pay him what he wanted. Now, I don't think nine million was really up my alley. I don't know what he, what did he sign for in LA? I'll look it up for you right now. Big guy. I think it was eight something. Luke DeBlow's contract. Uh 68 million contract that includes a full no trade on eight five. Like eight years eight the Habs five. weren't willing to pay him eight five. Yeah. Then I have a problem. I really do. I hear that, but we would have had to give up uh, you know, our first our first pick, wouldn't we? I'm not mistaken. Whatever the co- I'm not saying. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we probably got outbid. But you know what I'm saying. It's stuff like that. Like they wouldn't even, yeah, take the risk, and instead we we put our risk into a not even a fucking namesake guy, just a a positional guy, not the the best available guy. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't think it'll be it'll be a problem. I just. We just got to wait for it like because of the I'm just scared. It might be, I mm-hmm. guess, because it seems like they're sticking very firm to it. But yeah, I no one else on the team is going to be up for a contract that could possibly make more for a while. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it'll be something we'll have to see. But anyway. Yeah. All right. We're about an hour since uh me roasting you for making me sit for an hour and 20 minutes we're actually at at an hour and 20 minutes right now into this episode how do you feel it's gone by fast just kind of kind of a negative episode but all right maybe maybe we can bless them with a consistent schedule and and give them a a sooner episode that might not be so upsetting now look, we got we got out all the negativity. It's got to be positive next episode, right? Hey, maybe Hughes will make it happen. Maybe we'll get that new hook extension. We'll see. Well, look, before we do go, we do have an ad read by our friends over at DraftKings. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.gamblinghelplinema.org. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. That's ridiculous. 
All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but at age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. One bonus per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Term at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Goddamn. Okay, here we are. Perfect. All right, Mason. Uh, what the fuck, dude? Let's close her out, and we'll have a nice episode next. Next episode, I won't say next week, but next episode. Um. Oh, I think it'll be. We can get into next. the next. How about this? Next episode. I'll go off about the airboat incident. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right, close us out, big guy. Oh, wait, I, I did the intro. You got anything else to say? Uh, No, other than uh, we are aiming to have the next episode <clears throat> next week. Soon. Anyway, go listen to Hot Mulligan like uh, Mason is. Uh, anyway, thank you all so much, folks. It's been half slightly. It's been an absolute treat talking to you guys. Sorry it's been a while. Sorry this has been a depressing episode. Sorry we hammered down Reinbacher like everyone else of the past two, maybe three weeks since. Uh, but it is what it is. Thank you all so much for listening. We cannot wait to talk to you guys again soon. This has been Habs Nightly. Have a great night. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.